Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Phantom Power Artist Hour, episode 12. Episode 12. And I'm really excited to share this conversation that I had with you guys. Today, I'm talking to Nate Jonathan. Nate, uh, you can find his music over on Wave Lake. He's one of the most prolific artists out there. Um, he's got a bunch of bands, Drawing Monsters, Death by Lions, Monkey Robot War, Red Arrow Highway, and he's also got a host of uh, solo material. I love his voice. I love his lyrics. Um, he's probably my favorite artist in this space, so I was really excited to get him on the show. Um, and we have a really great conversation where we talk about all of that as well as value for value and playing in bands and all the all that uh, fun stuff that uh, you know musicians these days are running into. So I'm going to shut up. We're going to play one of his solo tracks here called Time, and then we will bring him on for the show. You got your wallets ready? You ready to boost it? You ready to send Nate some sats? Let's do it. Here we go. You said I'm not lying, just saying nothing you wouldn't understand anyway. Well, if we're lying, just giving in to bluffing, I guess I only have one thing to say. That is the single Time by Nate Jonathan, and Nate is kind enough to join us on the line. Why, hello Say, there, Jim. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. Um, you know, I'm up here in Michigan, and it's just now becoming warm, and we're coming out of this winter funk. You can, you can see it on people's faces out there. It's, uh, it's incredible. People start smiling a little bit more. Have you ever lived somewhere where you get uh, bitter cold for a few months? Not Michigan cold. Um, I grew up in Denver. Um, okay. And, and I mean, it snows and it gets cold, but it's also like, you know, Denver gets 300 days of sunshine a year. So yeah. like, literally it could, <clears throat> it could snow, you know, Saturday night, seven inches. And then Sunday afternoon, it's, it's 60 degrees and it's all gone yeah, gorgeous yeah <laughs> yeah no it kind of feels like we've been living in a cave for about three months and uh, yeah. everybody's just kind of coming out and everybody looking at each other weird but um yeah just overall good good vibes going on right now up here in michigan nice um, trees are trees are budding they're starting to well I, yeah I, I, they're I, thinking about it yeah <laughs> you know they're not I mean, sure it could change on a dime up here yeah, the flowers are starting to pop out down here in Nashville, but then the deer come in and eat them all. So it's like, nice. you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they got to eat. That's true. They do. I, I, I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, sure. I mean, I've, I've been in this space Likewise. now. For, well, thank you. I, you know, I've been in this space now for about eight months, and I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of artists and bands. And mm -hmm. I got to tell you, dude, like, 
I mean, you, you know that, I mean, for the sake of disclosure, of course, my daughter has music in this space. Um, but I got to tell you, dude, I th you're probably my favorite artist in this space. I, I'm just absolutely blown away. But by, by that what means you so much to me. I, uh, I really appreciate that. I, um, I just keep making and making and making. Um, like I tell my kids, uh, I say it all the time. They, they don't create much, but I say ABC, always be creating. And um, I don't know. It was about, God, 10 years ago or so, I had this realization that I'm not going to be here forever. And I got all these ideas in my head and I better get them out because um, I don't want to be on my you know, deathbed going, oh, I wish I would have yeah. done more, you know? And um, so that just started this avalanche of music. And, um, you know, I never really had the intention to put it out or really do anything with it. Um, but then the streaming services came along and it became a little bit more easy. Um, and now with this uh, Wave Lake and all of this, it seems just like a more, uh, it's exciting to me. It's um, with Spotify and those, you are definitely a drop in an ocean. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard for people to find you. You. You're really just circulating around family and friends, and maybe some random person in Belgium will get fed it uh, through an yeah. algorithm or something. Um, well, how in the hell do you find the time to put all this out? Because let's let, let's go over the names of the projects that you have. Like sure. we op we opened with Time, which is a solo track from you, yep. but you've also got a band called Drawing Monsters. You've got a band called Red Arrow Highway. You've got a band called Death by Lions. You've got a band called Monkey Robot War, <laughs> which is probably the greatest name in the, in the value verse. Oh, thank you. We've uh, we've had issues with that one. Um, we had one band that uh, wouldn't let us on the bill because they thought that name was too odd. Um, what the hell? I know, they're, but their name was something terrible. I can't remember. There was some national act, and I guess I won't call them out on here, but... Um, yeah, that band is at, uh, since extinct and kind of uh, reformed into, or some of the members reformed into uh, Red Arrow Highway. So I really have like three projects going now. Um, Drawing Monsters kind of went away. COVID was, COVID was rough on, on music for a while there. Yeah. Um, and on bands. And, um, so now I'm, I have uh, Red Arrow Highway. I've got Death by Lions. And then if I'm writing a song and it doesn't seem to fit in either one of those, I will uh, try and make it myself. That's a little bit more time consuming. Because um, I, I love the, the process that we have right now with both bands. Um, with Red Arrow Highway, my buddy uh, Justin sits at his house and he, he composes all the music and um, sends me over a Logic file. We do everything in uh, Logic on okay. Apple. And... Um, so I get it. I can open it up, and then I just start adding vocals over the top of it. Um, sometimes it can be, you know, three hours, and I'm, and we're done, and we're rolling on to the next one. And uh, that's Death awesome. by Lions, yeah, it's crazy. Just it's streamlined so much. Um, and then Death by Lions is the same way. My buddy Brian and uh, Wes um, write all the music, and then they send me over a, a file, and I write over the top of it, and then we have band practice once a week um and that's just fun you know yeah <laughs> we get together and start practicing the songs that we just wrote um so it's a it's different when i was in high school we would get in a garage and you know bang it out for eight hours and maybe come out with one minute of usable material yeah and now it's it's just uh yeah it's so much easier now that everything's cheaper and um I don't know, or maybe we're just getting older, so we're able to get nicer mics and um, interfaces and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Day you jobs. Know? Yeah, day jobs help with that. Well, let, let's go back to the beginning of your sure. musical career because definitely, you know, playing in high school bands is invaluable. Yeah, and, and I have, <clears throat> um, I'm, you know, you're you're doing something with respect to writing lyrics and writing melodies over the music. Um, uh, in a in a non-traditional way um but to take us back to the beginning like where did you start playing music how did you get into it you know that, that type of thing. 
Well, those are two different questions, I think. I will I will tell you the first concert I ever saw, um it it was a game changer for me. I mean, I didn't I didn't know what I was gonna be when I got older, but uh yeah. Um I went and saw Smashing Pumpkins Ooh. on the on the Siamese Dream Tour. And uh, I was like the f- first time I went to something like that uh with just friends, you know? Yeah. And I'm I lose my group and I'm standing in the middle of this huge crowd. And uh, I don't remember the opening act at all, but I do remember the lights went out in the arena. They had us. This is how I remember it. it might, this might not have even happened. But uh, a spotlight comes down onto the drums. And Billy Corgan, they must have had a trampoline or something behind the drums. He comes flying over the drums, hits the ground and goes, and I lost it. It was like my brain melted and I was done. I, I just knew that that's exactly what I wanted to do yeah. in any capacity for the rest of my life um so that sparked music and then my dad always played um and he wrote songs for church and stuff and um he wound up getting a four track one of those old uh Fostec, uh mm-hmm. four oh. tracks he put the cassette tape in and uh he could not figure out how to use it so he it just kind of sat there <laughs> and uh, I asked him one day if I could use it. And he's like, yeah, get this thing away from me. It's driving me nuts. And so I had that in my room. And uh, at that point, I couldn't even really play any instruments. But we just kind of had them laying around the house. So I would fart around with them. And uh, I wound up with a drum machine at one point. And I figured out if you put that drum machine track into the four track and flipped over the tape, it would make this really cool, like industrial backwards. Look at you. Yeah, you know, and uh, so I didn't really have to know how to make music to make music like that. It's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like the uh, drum loop for staying alive. Like if you know the story behind that. No, did they do that? They that drum loop for staying alive. You can go on YouTube and look it up. Like they they were bouncing tape back and forth a- around the room. Like they took a two bar phrase. Oh, wow. Yeah, they took a two-bar phrase and then looped it via tape machines. This is pre-samplers, yep. pre-logic. Yeah, I mean it's stunning what they did, and in, and in many respects, uh, and, and the Beastie Boys did it too. Adam, yep. the guy, that one I remember it. that. Yeah, it's it's the exact same theory. So you're you're yep. so you you sir are a tinkerer. You oh, <laughs> you have little, no idea. Um, yeah, I uh, if I think I can do it myself, I will do it every time. Um, which at some point this whole studio I'm in right now will probably burn down because I did the electrical myself. <laughs> I have no, <laughs> no clue what I'm doing. Um, but it's I'm not a contractor, not. man. I'm just a yeah. musician. Oh, if a contractor came in here, they would uh, they would ask me to leave. Um, yeah, so I started with that four track, and I just I loved it, and uh, got myself a bass guitar after a while, and. Learned that as well as I could, and then I figured I I needed a couple more strings, so I got a a little electric too, mm-hmm. and uh, started playing in bands. And I just I fell in love with the recording process. The uh, there's something just magical about getting something out of your mind and onto something that you can share with other people that you don't have to recreate every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still I don't know we play shows, but I get very anxious about them <laughs> so yeah. uh, recording's like the perfect way to uh, you can f- check it before it goes out you know what i mean yeah. and um there's no technical difficulties or you know two drunk people spilling on your equipment or, yeah. <laughs> or whatever else happens well, at a show i mean you're such a pr- proficient writer and you're so, mm-hmm. and and your performance on tape is is solid it's it's intriguing what why do you, why are you anxious about uh, about doing gigs and maybe um, anxious isn't the right word i apologize but no it's a it's absolutely the right word and i think it all stems from i'm worried that i'm gonna forget lyrics mm-hmm. um there's so many bouncing around up there that um i will forget every once in a while and then there's i don't know uh i don't know your history have you played played live shows and um, yes. Okay. That face. I, I got four years on the road, dude. I mean, oh, I got, I, I got more gigs than I can, that, than I can remember. And I, I've been so lucky. Like yes. I've, I've played like the largest crowd I played in front of was probably, it, it, it was about 400,000 that I could see. Whoa. Um, 
Um, but then, you know, and I've done all types of gigs. I've done the church yeah. gigs. I've done the public gigs. I've done, you know, I, I the only thing I, I, I love to joke, the only gig I haven't done, like I haven't done a bar mitzvah at a gas station, you know, like that's okay. probably the only gig I haven't done. Um, you haven't combined those two. Yet. Yeah. But it's, I'm sure it's coming, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. not, maybe not well, in Tennessee, you, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Now um, that you put it out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't, it's all, yeah. it's all just anxiety about, um, getting up there and and blanking out i've de definitely done that before and there's nothing like just standing there and the crowd's looking at you and you're looking at them and i'm like i'm just begging them with my eyes to just tell me what's next yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? somebody help me yeah. and um but recently it's gotten a lot better and i've i've figured out that if i just practice incessantly and um i'll even take all the tracks and uh without vocals and make playlists for myself and uh listen to them in the car and when i'm mowing the lawn and yeah and i'm doing electrical work or whatever i just uh constantly going over it and then when i get on stage um if that thought comes up hey you're not going to remember what's coming up next it always it it pops back in there right when i need it to usually but yeah it's still nerve-wracking um well <laughs> yeah and no, I get it. I mean, for some people it is. I know like, you know, Steve Hackett, um, who was one of the original guitar players for Genesis, like he, he one of the reasons why he quit the band and left the band is because of, of, of that anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I can't even imagine shows like that. I mean, uh, we're talking, I'm playing for like two or three people. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you brought up your lyric, you, you've brought up your lyrics twice now, once in yeah. terms of the, the, you know, the, the completed uh, music is sent to you and you put the lyrics on top or, or then, and then you also referenced your concern about forgetting them on stage. I have to tell you um, what draws me in <clears throat> to, to your music. The, the reason why I, I am such a fan of what you do is twofold. Number one, your voice stands out like, it, like, I can tell right away it's a um it's you and by the way as a funny little sidebar i was having a great chat about music with michael Ch um michael Ree from wavelake yeah. and mike and i were sitting there going through everybody on wavelake and we're like oh yeah this guy's great this guy's great and then and i remember telling michael i'm like yeah and have you heard of this band and as a joke i'm like yeah it's probably a nate jonathan project like that yeah. dude's got a lot of shit up there right <laughs> and sure enough it was you like, oh no nice. you know but um yeah but, i'm slowly trying to take it over i've got a pretty extensive back catalog um that's been fun to release I, I don't know where the hell you find the time but your lyrics blow me away like as you curse out the taxi cab that passed us across the universe another galaxy collapses yeah that's what the fun. hell, dude? <laughs> That's if fun. wind is, is just air filling up the vacuum. Yeah, that uh I like I, I like her more than I like here more than her from um leaving Chicago. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, I don't I question I honestly don't I don't I don't know where this, they come from. Well, you know, that's my question. It's like, what, what is your lyrical <laughs> inspiration? Like what what books do you read? Like where um, where, where are you getting this stuff, dude? I don't know. Uh, I do pay attention when I'm watching, if we're watching a movie or, or TV or something, and I hear uh, somebody say a line that I find interesting, I will, I will put that in my phone. Um, but for example, the wind is just air filling up a vacuum. I was sitting in a hammock one day, just kind of staring up, and I, I, I tried to figure out, or I had this thought, you don't know where wind comes from. You don't know what why it happens, and uh, then I tried to think it through, and I figured out, oh, it's just, you know, heat makes the air rise, and that leaves the vacuum, and the wind is rushing in to fill that void, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a cool thought, and I don't think people think about it very often, so I thought I'd throw that into a song. It's like a Cheech and Chong thought. I mean, there's a part of there's you know the, the smart ass in me who's been sober for over yeah. 20 years. There's a huge part of me that's like, okay, are there recreational pharmaceuticals involved? In I'll this tell you what, I certainly have in my life, but not uh, you know, not recently. It yeah. became a lot less interesting once they legalized things up here in in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's oh, just not man, as fun anymore. Not as fun anymore. I don't feel like I'm a badass anymore. Right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
um, but I really, I really appreciate you the compliments on the lyrics. That's uh, I compare myself to uh, my favorite favorite artist out there is uh, Connor Oberst, and I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work, but um, he does uh, he's in Bright Eyes and a uh, punk band called Desperacitos, and then he does a bunch of yeah, I've heard of Bright Eyes, yeah. Yep. Um, so when I compare myself to that level, I feel like I'm still, I'm still playing catch up. Um, and I, I just feel like, but then I listen to what's on the radio <laughs> these days. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, pop, you know, pop is different. I mean, it's yeah. light and fluffy. It's not meant to be lyrically deep. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. you, um, you know, for, it could be though. I, it could. Well, and some of them are. Yeah, but but for the most part, they're not. It, it's just fluff, right? Yeah, and that's okay. It's meant to bring a smile on your face. That's you know. Yeah, it, that's true. It, it's it's got its place. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you about one of your projects, drawing monsters. Uh, sure. I love the interplay with your voice and your partner in that band, who I'm assuming is Cole. Yep, Cole Hansen. Um, okay. Good is friend that, of mine. Uh, it's a friend. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, the the like on the professor that track like your tone and her tone they work so well together. Yeah. What is? I, yeah. To to tell us. I really have to. I have to thank her for. Uh, that was kind of the first project out of. Uh, I had a. All right. I gotta go. I gotta history it up a little bit. Um. I went. I was in this rap core band where I was just playing guitar. Um. And before that, I would sing sometimes, but um, around puberty age, my voice just sucked. You know, like I mean, I couldn't hit a note to save my life. Yeah. Uh, but I kept writing songs, and then uh, I got—I was coming out of this breakup, and I'm living in this crap hole apartment, and I just started uh, messing around with GarageBand. I got a MacBook, and it—it it came with it, and uh, it's like, oh, maybe I can start making music again, and. Um, so I wrote a few songs and went to an open mic and met Cole there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's, I think she saw something in the lyrics or something. And uh, we decided to, to get together and maybe try and write some music together. And uh, so got her number and uh, it was a couple weeks later. I called her and she said, yeah, we should get together. And uh, I gave her my address and she's like, are you kidding me? And uh, I was like, no. And she goes, how do you know where I live? And I said, I don't know where you live. And uh, she goes, look out your window. And I look out, out my window and like right down the street, a few few doors down, um, she was what? turning her light on and off. I know, Grand Rapids is a pretty big city for that yeah. kind of coincidence. So um, we started playing music and uh, my other buddy Dustin came along and um, we had ourselves a band and next thing you know, we we're putting songs together. And, uh, she really pulled me out of my shell singing wise. Uh, before that I was, I would be very quiet cause I wasn't sure of sure of my vocals or, or what was going to happen. And she kind of, she just showed me I could do it. And she's so good. Um, vocally, um, she's got, I told her she needs to put her stuff up on, uh, wave Lake too. Yeah. So, uh, you'll probably see that pop up here soon and you can hear her voice is just incredible. Um, so yeah, she helped me a lot and, uh, yeah, I love that the being able to write songs for two people going back and forth and, and making it a conversation. That's yeah. so fun, um, to yeah. be able to write like that. Um, yeah. Cause you can have a, a couple fighting where you get to do both sides, you know, oh, yeah. it's so yeah. fun. Um, yeah, that was a really fun project and that just kind of, uh, dissolved and in its place came, uh, monkey robot war and, and on and on we go, yeah. um, just kind of been band after band. Well, um, how do you, now, are, are, are you able to do this full time or, or do you, you have a day job? Oh God, no. I think if I did it full time, uh, it would feel like a job. And then I wouldn't do it at all anymore. I, uh, That's a good that point. To, yeah, it happened to me with, uh, I do illustrations too. Okay. Um, and I just always drawn pictures my whole life. And uh, then one day I was like, you know, I should, I should get in an art show and 
you know, I framed a bunch of stuff, made a bunch of prints, got a little tent and uh, went out and did some art shows. And it was fun at first. I made some money. And then I, there was one day this lady came up and she's like, I don't know, that's pretty expensive. And I caught myself selling my art. You know, I was trying to talk her into it. And when she walked away, I just felt, I felt dirty and I packed up all my crap and I haven't, I haven't done it ever <laughs> since that was years ago. Um, so I worry that I worry that as soon as I start messing with commerce and, and art, um, it becomes a lot less fun and you lose the, the joy in it, which you, you hope that that comes through the music. Um, yeah, yeah, so I don't want to do that. I want to keep it as a hobby. Um, even this, uh, if I ever figure out how to get money out of Wave Lake, which I had talked to Michael about the other day, um, uh, if I ever figure it out, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spend it all on on one big party and just have a bunch of friends over and uh, play some music here at my house and um, yeah, it'll it'll just be great. I, I see music as if if I get anything back from it. It's bonus, you know, it's a bonus because I enjoy doing it so much that. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Well, that yeah, I think <clears throat> I mean, God, you just touched on a couple of topics there that we could spend three hours on. Because mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, people are attracted to bands when they hear something new and the and the angst and the energy that that band has when they are struggling, when they are not making anything, when they are doing, when yep. they, when they will do anything they can to play in front of 50 people in Grand Rapids. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's great. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. And, um, but then something happens to the band when they start making money. Um, yep. most bands lose their edge. Most bands do not continue to, push themselves and to try new things and to experiment new things there's very few bands i think um that have have been able to pull it off and 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 continue to you know whether we like their music or not but but continue right. to push the the boundaries of, of their artistry yeah. um you know i think of like um i think fish does that very well um i think you know u2 is is you know some of their later records are good some of them are not yeah uh, they're, but you know but they're pushing yep, you know they're not just rehashing the same thing over and over too i feel like that's yeah. a problem when somebody has a little success they're like oh that worked i'm going to keep i'm going to beat that horse to death and uh, yeah. i don't want to do that either yeah um, you know um and like you know sting is one of my favorite artists and mm -hmm. and i remember like he he put out like and and to me like m my favorite records of his are soul cages ten summoners tales and and mercury falling um and i was excited within the last couple of years that he had put out a new quote unquote rock record and i listened to it and i'm like ah. you know i just did <laughs> he wasn't uh, yeah, I mean, to, because to me, like he's, you know, he's such a music nerd, a beautiful music nerd, yeah. you know, um, and that I, I was hoping that he would be pushing some boundaries on that, and I was a little disappointed in that. But I think, but I think that, um, you know, artists, uh, you know, I, I think the money and the and the success gets in the way, uh, and, yep. and they lose their edge, you know. Um, yep. And with my bands now, um, we're. We're pretty. We're established adults at this point, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm a part owner of a civil engineering company now, so I mean, money's still an issue, but it's not. It's not like we're look having a hard time buying food, you know. Yeah. And uh, and pretty much everybody in all my bands is pretty established, so we're, we get to take that out out of the equation, which is nice. So if we play a show and get a few hundred bucks, it's like this is awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Usually they're just paying the bar tab. Yeah. Red um, meat. And, tonight it's red meat and cigars, boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's nice to, it's nice to have that out of the, the equation a little bit. Um, you, but you meant, yeah, you let, let me ask you about selling your art. Um, sure. cause it, um, one of, one of the artists that I played with, uh, when I lived in Seattle is great, 
singer songwriter uh, by the name of Carrie Ockrey and and um, there was a Facebook post that she was involved in the other day and, and a lot of my buddies back in Seattle were talking about how, how they hate to sell their art they feel yeah. dirty about selling their art yeah there's something um, about it yeah you know but uh, you know but but you're out there you know you, you you're putting value out out into the universe you know either with your your illustrations or with your songs and and um you know and you're asking for value in in return yeah you know, i mean i, That's I mean the tricky part is yeah uh, that balance. Is, is the ask you know yeah i and i i think that you know i i it would like i i wonder how that value for value model would work um you know with your with your drawings yeah, um, maybe a nft type situation although I don't, i'm not even really sure what that is no 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 i I, I mean like what if you set up a tent with all of your illustrations and all the stuff that you had framed and ready to go and and yeah. just and just said hey you know like this is what i think it's worth but oh you know, i what see you, what you mean you know like expand you know, value, it, value to other other yeah, areas because huh. it's the same thing on on wave Lake, you know or on mm -hmm. Or if somebody's listening to you on Fountain or Podverse or anything like that, like they can, like some people, like like to me leaving Chicago, I'm like I'm like I love this song. I'm gonna tip the dude ten bucks, right? Whereas no. some, somebody else would be like, no, you know, I'll I'll give him ten sats, twenty sats, right? Right, and that does add up. Um, I, I guess I I've always been under the the mind frame that someday I'll write a song that'll get you know. On a, on a movie or or something there'll be a big payday you know and it'll make all this time and effort worth it um without any effort on my part <laughs> you mm. know but maybe i'm looking at it all wrong and um and maybe uh little bits along the way is what is what will add up to a lot and i um i don't know i guess i don't know i think I, we're i mean we as a society we're we're so stuck on instant gratification and and you know you can you, you can buy a video game and you can figure it out in 20 minutes you know right <laughs> you, can, you, you know you can buy a riding lawnmower read the instructions and within an hour you're up and running you yep. know yeah uh, or a new app on the phone or whatever it is and and i think that we have forgotten the 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 importance of the long play the importance of of uh you know, I think that like if you if you have read any of the Bitcoin books, you know they call it low time frequency, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will. I had to. I had a point to uh, mention this. Um, I, I've been trying to figure out the Bitcoin space, and I'm a pretty tech savvy dude. Um, mm -hmm. And I have. I think the problem, the main problem with this Lightning Wallet and. Uh, the Bitcoin whole thing around it is it's really hard to figure it out. I I've got a moon pay now. I'm on Kraken. I gave money to somebody and uh <laughs> then tried to get it back out and they were like, you don't have enough to take it back out. So I, I don't know how it all works. I just and I, this is what I I sent to Michael because he reached out um uh like last week. I said it would be really helpful to have I don't know a video or something that breaks it down with links and where you can uh, where it makes sense because I right now it doesn't make sense to me yet how it works. Um, I'm not sure how to. I guess I do. I did figure out how to give other people sats, mm -hmm. um, but I don't. <laughs> it just seems uh, counterintuitive. Yeah, 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 and you got to be a, a IT guy to figure it out. Is what it seems like to me. Yeah, it it, it can be, it, it can be right now. I mean, like for the for yeah. the people that I've onboarded, you know, I mean, um, you know, I I I, I get them an Albi wallet, um, or even you know, I I tell them like if you're looking for a Lightning address, like just go open open a, a an account on Fountain. Yeah, you know, and that'll you do can, it, right? Yeah, because you could bounce stuff over there, you know. Um, okay, and. And I tell people that, you know, look, like it's still really, really early and it will get easier, you know. Yep. Um, my wife and I met at a dot com. Um, and so a lot of this technology, a lot of the stuff that we are experiencing firsthand 25 years later, we're like, oh, this reminds me of like when Netscape came out. This reminds me of when right. AOL came out. Right? This reminds me of 
people freaking out over dial-up versus broadband, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you, it's we have to remind ourselves that this is still very, very early, very, very yep. new, and it just takes absolutely. A, you know, it, and I, it, I do it, think it will be the future. Oh, yeah. um, uh, there's there's so many problems with um, letting an algorithm like when you're in Spotify, letting the algorithm pick what you're going to listen to next. I've I loved it at first. I, I, I thought, man, this is great. Um, but now every every song that it suggests sounds so much like the one before it that you just get bored with it. And you lose that, I don't know. Uh, what I like about Wave Lake is that it'll go from, you know, country to death metal to rap to it's all over the place. And that's what my mind wants. I, I, yeah. I like that. I, I, want it to be, I want it to be surprised when I'm listening to stuff. And, yeah, uh, those yeah. algorithms are not doing it. No, I mean, you know, Spotify, uh, you know, works like like if I'm in the mood for opera, you know, yeah. it'll it'll keep me in that mood. It won't, you know, it won't <laughs> right. go from it won't go from from Pavarotti to Sepultura. You know, mm -mm. you know, and, and maybe that's what you want. You know, maybe Pavarotti to Sepultura <laughs> to Chet Baker to Patty Griffin. You know? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's what my mind's doing anyway. Yeah, that's um, the, that's the so, way it works. Yeah, I, did, I think there's a, a... Right when I heard about it, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And I How can't did wait you to hear it. about it? Um, my, uh, a friend from high school had is friends with Michael. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and he, um, he had posted something um, on Facebook or somewhere. And I was like, oh, another place to put up music. And I, I didn't really understand it at first. And uh, so I threw up an album and then kind of started looking into it. And then you guys started making podcasts about it, which was very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, just um, and then I, di I like didn't look at it for a few weeks and went back on. And I have, my sats were growing and I, I'm a uh, <laughs> data cruncher anyway so um i like looking at all the numbers and seeing you know if certain songs are doing better than other ones um it's a uh, it's dangerous to start doing that because then you're like well why isn't this one you yeah. know um uh, you can really over you can get i even wrote a song called analysis paralysis about that um so yeah i love i love being able to dig into the data of it and uh, I started doing that and I was like oh people are actually listening um, it wasn't so much about the stats but there's you know there's a few thousand plays on there and that that's better than Spotify or any of those because and I think it's because it's a, a smaller pool now mm -hmm. um, it's growing every day yeah yeah not, and not just on wavelength but on you know on on Ellen beats and and a lot of the other places that people are self-hosting you know mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like, exciting. It's uh, just a fun new way to to get that music out there, and I I love that people can give feedback by tipping. Yeah, uh, it yeah, just, I it makes you feel more a part of it. I think it's dangerous to. Um, I mean, I, I talked about this yesterday on a on a sh on a pleb chain radio. Um, you know, the mm -hmm. the the ugly truth is that a song's popularity is is going to be measured in sats. Yeah. That's the ugly truth, you know. Yeah. Um, you can kind of tell, and and I was talking about <clears throat> that, you know, um, in, in many ways, what what is, you know, like if if you go on Spotify um, or iTunes or Deezer or SoundCloud, yeah. the major, in my opinion, the majority of what you uh, of what you hear is not quality, right. um, and it's because there's a low barrier to entry into the industry. Um, so it, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, the sats are going to help determine, um, you know, wh wh what people like the, the most. You know, I mean, yep. if a, if a song is poorly recorded, if if the vocals are awful, if if the production is awful, it's probably not going to get anything. Right, and it's but as, uh, yeah. But as a songwriter, it's dangerous to sit there and go, oh well, how come? song b didn't get as much as song a like song b is my favorite i'm not a good enough why how come nobody right. understands the beauty of song b yeah you really have to be careful with that yeah. um and just keep making whatever whatever you want that <laughs> makes you your heart, heart you know yeah um 
and that's what I, I do love ha the ability to be able to do that. My God. Red Arrow Highway is very uh, Springsteen rock and roll. Uh, yeah. Death by Lions has a little bit more of an edge to it. And then my solo stuff, I get to make whatever I want. Um, I would love to figure out how to make dubstep, but it's really hard. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Uh, yeah. But I, I love listening to it, so I, I would love to someday figure that out. Um, but I, I love the freedom of being able to do that and to have a place to put it out. Um, that's a, accepting of genre jump jumping like that. It's just yeah. great. Um, yeah. I love it. Well, tell me about some of the gigs you're doing around. I mean, you, you guys all have day jobs and you're all there. In, yeah. In time Ranch. is time is tough. Uh, time management is is what possibly the hardest part of uh, being in this active musically. Yeah. Um, got my day job. I'm there. Guy worked last week was rare, but I put in like over 50 hours and then um, we got band practice twice a week for um or one day for each band and then um I, I slip out to the studio every chance i get but we also have uh two i'm a stepdad to two 16 year old uh twins Ooh. and yeah they're just uh they're constantly go 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 they want to be with their friends so we're driving them all around and um yeah just it's so much to do every week yeah. <laughs> i just collapse into bed um but it feels good, you know, it feels like I accomplished something during the day. Um, and we, yeah, it's hard to booking shows for two bands. They, they collide a lot when it comes to that. Um, and yeah, both bands thinks they should take precedence over the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we just, we got a few shows booked coming up in the summer. We're really hoping to get, I'd love to get on some festivals or something like that. Um, it's just hard, um, especially at Grand Rapids. We we lost a lot of live music venues yeah. um, after COVID. And Everybody now, did. Yeah, now it's just these bigger venues where it's hard to get in there. And you got a, a lot of bands fighting for very few spots, you know. Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that turns around and they open some new smaller venues would be great um, yeah might be t might, might be time for some house shows mm -hmm. so, you know so summer's coming yeah dude, i got this uh studio do a show in the backyard oh nah dude do a show in the backyard yeah <laughs> you know and you gotta, <laughs> invite all your, you gotta invite all your neighbors that's the yeah. trick oh there you that's, go then they can't be mad because the they were invited right? that's the trick you gotta invite all the neighbors yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta call the local police department and say, "Hey guys, we're having a barbecue and the band's playing." And and he, here's a trick that I pulled when I lived in Seattle. Yeah, I went up to the police station. The police station was like two blocks from my house. I walked up to the police station and I had a and I had a like a flyer for it. Yeah, and I told them, I said, "Hey, I'm having a big blowout at my house. Like it's gonna be a revolving stage of bands." Yeah, it, it starts at welcome. three. You guys are welcome. By the way, if you show up. You're singing. Oh, there you go. You got to force them into it. Yeah, and I and 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 then I invited all of my neighbors. I let them know, and I did yeah. it well in advance. And oh, that's dude, great, dude. It was <laughs> nuts. We like we started at like three. Yeah, and we had that. This was at a time I was playing in like seven bands in Seattle, and we yeah. had a just nonstop music until like ten. There was probably two hundred people that showed up. Oh, that's awesome. And 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 the cops knew about it. Now, finally, at like ten thirty or eleven, the cops came in. They go, "All right, guys, come on." Yeah, like, fun's they, over. They can hear you all the way down in the harbor. Like yeah. enough, you know. Like, <laughs> all right, we'll shut it down. Thanks. Yeah. You know, oh, but you got to invite everybody. You got to yep, invite you all go. your neighbors. And and here's another tip that that I'll give you. Sorry. Sure. No, no, no. You're fine. But turn it like do a big party. Mm -hmm. invite everybody and say hey like just bring a dish oh right there you go because then wind up with eating <laughs> yeah then you know it's it's fantastic yeah wind up with a bunch of food for weeks too yeah. and, get uh, a, and find some kit like find, find like a like a junior high school band or a high school band and go like yeah. guys come on i'll give you a 20 minute set they'll eat it up 
Oh, absolutely, they would. I got the the twins. Uh, I'm sure they have friends with bands right now that would love to get in here. Um, what I, I would love to do in this space I got in my backyard is uh, we've been talking about putting on uh, live concerts in here and just streaming it. Yeah. Um, and then just have a you know have a have twenty thirty people in here as an audience and then uh, pump it out on video. It'd be very cool to do that. I think it's all set up for it um it's pretty well soundproof so i i don't think i would bu be bugging the neighbors too much yeah it looks uh, like you're broadcasting from a punk club right now man i know cool. it feels really right. good yeah. um yeah it's kind of my favorite place in the world right right now you got road cases and electrical lines and insulation oh, and cool it's, lights <laughs> yeah uh, 15 inch speakers on stands behind you I see oh you. yeah yeah it's a very fun room um yeah i love it I just got a fog machine the other day just to, you know, Ooh, just nice. to ramp it up even further. Yeah. Um, yeah. I made a very cool space for 16 year olds to hang out and. Uh, Good. Yeah. They need that. They need <laughs> they that. Do. I just tell them, don't touch any knobs or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let me ask you a couple of uh, a mm -hmm. favorite questions that I love asking musicians. Give me, sure. give me um, best gig and worst gig okay um best i would have to say um god is any of the where i remember everything um we did get to play a very big show when i was in my rap core band a long time ago um See that was rap core band oh man it was funny i had the big old baggy pants i was playing guitar jumping around like uh the limp biscuit guy uh west borland yeah <laughs> Uh, but we got to play. We opened up for a band called Head PE, and at the time, no I mean, way. yeah, they were I know those so guys. good. Yeah, um, that was really fun because we got to. They were very, uh, very nice guys. They came back and hung out with us for a little while, and I mean, my our minds were just blown, you know. Um, and then I, worst one isn't my show, but it's it's a very good example of what can go beautifully wrong at a show. Um, uh, we run in there and there's this, there's this girl with a keyboard and she had all the music on a la on oh a God, iPad. Yeah. And, uh, the room is just a big concrete box, you know? <laughs> so she's up there and this iPad started skipping as if it was a CD player or something, you know? And she's barely playing the keyboard and singing and, uh, she starts to freak out. She says, okay, everybody, I got, I got all these songs on a laptop. So hold on. So everybody, we're just all standing there for about five minutes while she's hooking up this laptop. And the whole time she's got a beer sitting right next to it. And everybody's watching her and she'll go right by the beer and everybody's like, you know, and then everything's fine. Then she starts playing, reaches over and knocks that beer onto the laptop and it just froze. Oh. <laughs> but what I, what I remember most about that is the, the room was very full and they were all these people just wanted her to succeed yeah. so much. They hung in there and then she just started playing the songs with just her voice and the, and the keyboard and everybody stayed and they clapped and they were all, and it really, it, it, it made me a lot less anxious about uh, my own live shows. I was like, Oh, these people got out of bed. They came here and uh, they want this to be good. You know, they came all the way down here. Yeah. Um, so they'll put up with a lot. <laughs> You know, as long as we're showing up somewhat prepared. Wow. Um, yeah, so that would probably be the... I, I think about that all the time, that poor girl. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen a couple of times, too, and you, your heart breaks, and, you know, you just hope that the crowd is supportive and there for the right reasons. Yeah. Yep, and in uh, that case, they certainly were. All right, best, best concert you've seen, which I think was probably Smashing Pumpkins, um, and, and worst I, concert you've seen. I would go not Smashing Pumpkins, although that did melt my brain um, for life. Um, I got to see Bright Eyes in Florida. I flew down there because I was gonna I was gonna miss that tour, um, and they did the coolest thing. It was uh, they all wore white. Everything on stage was white. Um, I guess they did have some fake flowers and stuff, but barely. And then they had this visual artist with basically like a projector 
like you would have in in school um where they would write on the transparencies <laughs> they had a they had a souped up one of those yeah and this guy was like he'd put a bowl of water on there and then drop food coloring into it and it would just explode all over the stage you know um and then he'd have an etch a sketch and it was like he's going around the people it was so cool looking um i never never seen anything like that it was just the perfect perfect combination of audio and video um worst i don't know i i always managed to have fun um i'll tell you I'll, my worst yeah give me my my worst and it, it involves the smashing pumpkins although i i oh I, I missed I, I missed their set mm. Kiss at Dodger Stadium in like '98. Okay. Smashing Pumpkins opened. They had the original lineup back. It was awful. I, I oh no. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. Like, I, I I got like free tickets. Yeah, yeah. I I walked out. It was awful. And oh, they yeah. were just performing poorly, or was oh, it a bad God. sound? The mix sucked. Oh. Uh, the mix sucked. The band, like the the, the stage antics, the yeah. light. The, I mean, it was just it was awful. It was. Oh, uh, was this was yeah. this bald Billy Corgan? Uh, um, Kenny Arnoff was on drums. Okay. Um, uh, it was after they had had a death in the band, and they were the opening act. So I I didn't see. Okay. Them, so I'm not commenting about Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I must have. Missed I'm the commenting about that. Kiss. Kiss was. Kiss. Awful. Okay, yeah, I've never awful, seen awful, that. Awful, awful. <laughs> worst show, oh, worst show I've ever seen. Because they've been around forever. They should know better. I, I have a lot of respect for them with respect to marketing and what they've done for branding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I'll, I, I'll, I'll give them that. Do they deserve to be in the Do they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes, because of what they did for rock and roll as an art form. And, yeah. you know, but I, I do I like their music? Do I find them compelling? No. Not the least, <laughs> I don't either. And yeah, that was that's awful. Uh, I just met a I met a kid uh, online. His name's Austin from he's from Maine, and mm. he I very rarely get uh, messages from people. Um, and he just wrote me a note saying, "Hey, I found your album and and think it's great." And so I automatically just write him back. And I good uh, for you. Yeah, I wanna <laughs> um, I wanna uh, yeah, I just appreciate that so much. And um, he said, I'm in a band too. And uh, so we get going back and forth. So now we're writing stuff together too. Um, but we did a cover of Beth by Kiss. And um, really? it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's weird. He's, he plays a guitar in it and it, it gets crazy. Um, but we, he put that into some, it was some contest where you had to, you had to pick from a group of songs. And uh, yeah, we won a couple hundred bucks for that. Nice. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did did, what, did you guys change the tempo? Oh, the what, what'd you do? It was completely, um, uh, completely different. Um, there's no, <laughs> the lyrics are the same, but that's about it. Um, I, it it'd be funny to hear that as a polka, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very fun to do. But I can't come home, turn hot, you know, that would be rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that very much. Yeah. So yeah, and I've I almost forgot about Austin. So I'm writing music with him too now, and uh, it's just so fun because he's got a different take. He's uh, uh, he's writing very Americana. Um, he's got a band called uh, Tall Well, and they're they're just phenomenal. If you're looking for lyrics and a good yeah. singer, um, he's there in pain. Yep. Cool. I'm gonna look them up. Yeah. Um, All right. I give me it. a uh, give me a musical guilty pleasure. Mm. Somebody that somebody that um, you know would be a, a, a band or an artist you follow. Oh, yeah, it's like so outside of your genre, they'd be like, "Man, I can't believe he likes the Spice Girl." <laughs> right? I have it. I have it. My wife's gonna kill me because I. Uh, I'll always ask uh, Alexa when I'm walking out of the room, and if she's mad at me, I'll say, "Alexa, play Limp Biscuit," and uh, <laughs> she can't turn it off fast enough. Uh oh, <laughs> hold on. I'm sorry. I actually have an Alexa in here. <laughs> Alexa, stop, stop. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, I love it. Even their new album, I uh, I will only listen to it on headphones where other people can't. 
can't yeah. hear what I'm doing. Um, but just I, there's something about the production quality of that band in particular. It sounds so good. It's so hard. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, lyrically, there's nothing to grab. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My, my last question before we get mm -hmm. to the song that's going to take us out is sure. like take um, a song like White Lies, which is a solo track. Yeah, or or um, physics club from Monkey R Robot War. And who would you like? All right, let's take let, let's just take physics club because I would love to hear how somebody how somebody else would interpret it. Sure, pick an artist outside of your genre. It it can be anybody. Money is no object. Who do you want to cover that? And mm. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. There's another band in this space called Iro out okay. of North Carolina, and you ought to check them out. They're heavy, great riffs. Brandon is the guitar player in the main. Uh, I just listened to him. I, I know who you're talking about. I love them. Yeah. Love. And Brandon was like, man, I would love to hear Adele cover this song. I'm like, now, now you're talking. Baby. Yeah, there you go. So um, money is no object. God, I would. You can have any producer in the world. Is it who? Who is going to produce, or excuse me, who is going to cover Physics Club by Monkey Robot War? Hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that could do it better than we did. But I'm thinking I'd like to hear like a funkier, funkier version of it. Like, uh, I can't remember that guy's name, though. It's going to drive me nuts. Um what, like Jamiroquai? Jamiroquai would be, he'd be good. But I'm thinking of that guy. He's a, I think he would play the Super Bowl. Not this last one, but. Bruno? Bruno Mars. Yes. I think uh, it would be, it would be fun to have somebody reinterpret it um, and really sing the crap out of it. I was, I, I was thinking Dua Lipa. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, not too familiar. I know the kids put that I on. love her stuff, man. Great dance yeah. stuff. Great dance nice. stuff, and it, like it would be cool to hear like a like a like a dance club remix of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I love anything that makes you shake your butt. You know, that leads as, right into it can be erased pretty well too. Yeah, um, well, as, you know, as they say, uh, I, I I played in a in a band in L.A. and the guitarist would always get up on the mic and go, "Free your ass and your mind will follow." <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, can, we you get the first, can we talk about the first part of that sentence? Like, what yeah. You, yeah. Oh, oh, you yeah. mean? Okay, gotcha. All right. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah, you get the drunk girls in the back hooting and hollering at that one. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> All right. So tell us about the song that is going to take us out. The song is called "It Can Be Erased." Tell us about sure. it. Um, this is one that has been. Uh, I usually. Uh, I'll have like three or four versions. Um, I'll start off with with the track or just kind of mumbling over um, the music and then uh, the words kind of form over time and it turns into a song. But this one, I, I think what you have is the 26th version of it. It's oh. just been, God. it's been in my head for way too long, ready to get it out there. Um, it's really, like lyrically, I think I was... Uh, I'm just picturing myself back when I was single, heading downtown to go, uh, go to some dance clubs and stuff, and uh, just that whole feel of being out and about, um, and then in the end getting rejected by everybody. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> got to be in there. Um, uh, getting rejected and going home alone, and um, but you know there'll be another night, so yeah, no, no reason to get too down. It's a rite um, of passage. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and it's, go ahead, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, so that's it, it can be erased. I'm just uh, I'm really glad to get it out of my computer and out into the world and, um, yeah, moving on to the next ones, you know? Yeah. Well, Nate, thanks, man. Mm. Thanks for coming on. Um, I, I adore your, your, your lyrics, the bands, your voice. Wow. Um, thank uh, you so much yeah man um, I yeah. Mean, you're, 
I, I mean, with with all due respect to everybody else that I've reviewed and in all the playlists and everything like that, like I, you're probably my my favorite artist in this space, and I was really, yeah. really excited to to get you on the phone and and talk to you about all of this stuff. So thank you. Well, just being on here is an honor. Um, I believe it or not, I do not get interviewed very often. Really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. This will be uh, my second interview ever, and possibly. Um, won't ever happen again. So yeah, I was a little no, nervous I getting up here. I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, th I mean, keep doing what you're doing, and, and um, you know, ho hopefully it can, you know, turn into something bigger and better. But I also, yeah. like, I, I also really respect the point you're making with respect to, hey, this is, you know, like, I, I have a, I have a day job and I have a family, and like, this is my outlet. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, for 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 people who aren't, for people who are listening who are not artists, like. I mean, we, we could have spent an hour talking about how art can kill you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. absolutely. Or, you know? Uh, no, I, yeah, I just, I, I enjoy it so much that I don't want to mess with it. Um, I feel like that would do that. But yeah, like I said, it's been, it's been great talking to you. I, uh, I've been thinking about it all week. So I'm, I'm glad it's like, it's almost like going on a, or doing a show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or a, a live performance um so you've been great and i just appreciate talking to you well my pleasure St stick around we'll talk a little bit in the green room but uh <laughs> taking us out here is it can be erased by nate jonathan from grand rapids michigan and if you dig it you gotta boost it come on guys send send nate some sats send nate. all right here you go thanks thanks yeah. stick around It Can't Be Erased by Nate Jonathan from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I really appreciate him coming on the show. That is a world debut, basically. That's the first time that song is out. And I got to tell you, that's the first time I've heard it all the way through. And that's a great example of why I love his music so much. Like, I did not expect a, a little bit of a disco vibe. I did not expect a killer's influence on there. I love love what he did in the chorus that minor riff there that da, 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 da. love the bass line in the second verse and then he played off of the fact of that bass line to implement the lyrics drum beats killer love that dude 
send them some sats. Send them some sats. So that is episode 12 of the Phantom Power Artist Hour, where we speak with artists who are exclusively in the value for value verse, artists who believe in the power of value for value in Bitcoin. It's a new monetization model. It's a new revenue stream. And if you are tired of making nothing on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube and all of the quote unquote traditional streaming services, there is a better path and we would love to help you out. So reach out to us on Telegram, Instagram, Twittergram, Snail Mail Gram, the website Gram, Graham Crackers. <laughs> you can find us. Look up Phantom Power Music on the internet. We'd be happy to help you out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stick around tomorrow for the Phantom Power Business Hour. I've got a great conversation about value for value and film. And I'm going to be talking with Zach Mahoney out of Los Angeles, who is the who is a filmmaker and founder of Indie Hub. It's a value for value type of film studio thing. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that as well. Everybody good? Everybody healthy? Are things starting to thaw out where you are? Good. Glad to hear it. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>